Hello, and thank you for being here. This is the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast, and I am your host, Michelle Burkhardt. Hey, I never take it lightly when people choose to spend time with me, so I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you're driving or doing chores or listening on your lunch break, I hope that you enjoy this episode, that it adds value to you, and of course, that it makes you think. So grab some paper and a pen because you're going to want to take some notes. All right, let's jump right in today. Okay, so let's talk about failure and friends. So a couple questions before we get started. Do you get excited about failing? Uh, Do you have friends that encourage you to fail? And just out of curiosity, in your opinion, when do you learn more? Do you learn more through failing or through being successful? So let me share with you an example. Several years ago, and I was reminded of this yesterday, I worked with an organization. It's a larger nonprofit organization, uh, and they were having some issues with people, I guess in the easiest sense of explaining it, uh, playing it safe, right? So they really weren't doing anything to kind of progress their work. They had really gotten stuck. It was more um, kind of the attitude that we've always done it this way. So this is how we do it. Right. And they wanted to break people out of that habit. And so we brainstormed many different options and we came up with this idea, which I thought was really cool. Um, so they had an, uh, a banquet. Um, they gave out awards. Okay. So that's not, you know, too out of the box. Right. However, they called it their fail forward and fly event. So the essence of this event was that they wanted to highlight people in their organization who had tried something new, um, taken a risk and had failed completely. (laughs) And also out of that failure, what happened was they had learned something new, which actually added a ton of value to the organization. Okay. So it wasn't just that they failed, but that they learned something and all of a sudden everybody else is better because of it. Okay. So this idea of failing forward, um, John Maxwell, uh, um, has written a couple books on this. One of them is, is with that title failing forward. Um, so if you're interested in that, check that out. Um, so what the event looked like was, um, I think they gave out like five awards and they each had like a category and then they gave out one grand failure award. (laughs) Now you would think, okay, why would you be having an event that, you know, had failure all across it? Because they had taught their people that failure was not a bad thing. Okay. Because the emphasis was on, this is what we learned and this is why we're better because we failed. Now, several years later, they're still doing that. And I promise you, they are growing. Um, People are being attracted to them like crazy because they have a very different mindset. Okay. Have you ever given yourself an award because you failed? All right. So with that being said, I found this morning in my reading two um, passages that I just couldn't get away from. I kept coming back to them, thinking about them, 
reflecting on them, kind of chewing them up in my mind, so to speak. So there's two readings. They're old. Okay. So one is from 1905 and the other is from 1920. Um, however, for some reason in the last several years, I've really gotten attracted to what I call old dead guy literature. Um, so looking at some of the old masters and some of the, the success principles that they had to share. And I think part of it is that that in the current climate of um, gurus, right, um, we've got a lot of people who are, I guess, posturing um, and, and saying, you know, I'm wonderful, I'm great, you know, here you go, you should follow me. Um, I'm finding that when I read the old dead guy literature, there's not as much much posturing, right? They're, they're not on social media. They're not, you know, marketing to me. Um, they're just sharing their ideas. And I find that refreshing. So w one of them, um, actually both of them, they're talking about self-image, um, and friends. Okay. Which both are critical to our success, how we see ourselves and the people that we hang out with will largely determine whether we're going to reach our, our goals or not. Okay. So the first reading is from, oh, let me get, get the name out here. Okay. Maltby Babcock. Um, and the title is, I need be no failure. Okay. So, you know, whatever you're doing, just kind of take a couple deep breaths and, and, and just listen. Okay. So it says here, we have reached the splendid truth. I need be no failure. Come what may succeed or fail. What will I need be no failure. My field may be stony or swampy. My plow may be poor. My strength small, the weather bad, but if heartily as unto my Lord, I do the best I can and look not back, but keep right on. I am no failure to have a fair wind and a sunny sky and a tight boat is not necessarily to be a success and to have headwinds and crosscut tides and rain and cold and hunger is not of necessity to be a failure, but no matter what the weather does. No matter what the tides, rain or shine, snow or blow, to steer by the stars and with a true heart to keep the course as best I can is to succeed and be no failure. Though my boat goes down and I am no more known till the sea gives up, up its dead. Failure then is never an absolute word, always relative. And the only real failure is inside, not outside. It is not being true to the best we know. Inside failure is the only calamity. Outside failure may be the greatest blessing. Let me be loyal to plain and providential duty, truest, true to the best I know, and what seems failure will prove to be a means of knowledge, development, and not seldom the bud of success. So really the author is talking about changing your perception of what you see as failure, right? That your circumstances don't have to determine your self-image. So let's say you, you go out and you try something new and in your mind, you, you don't reach the result that you wanted, right? Um, some people will look at that as a failure and then all of a sudden they will internalize it and say, I am a failure. See, that didn't work right? Um, I use this example a lot. If, if a baby who's trying to learn how to walk, um, you know, what's the first, they take their first step, what happens? 
Well, they fall down, right? They take the second step. What happens? They fall down. So dozens and dozens and dozens of times they're taking these steps and they're falling down. Do you think a baby ever stops and says, you know what? I've tried this thing and clearly walking isn't for me. I guess it's, I guess it's fine for everybody else in the world, but it's just not working out for me. So I'm just going to sit down and, and not do it anymore. Well, no, you know, they want something so bad, they're going to continue to try to figure it out, right? And it might take dozens of times for them to realize this is how gravity works. This is how I move my body. But eventually they get it done, right? They don't just say, I'm not a walker, <laughs> right? I had a dear friend who um, went to school and she failed her first course and she said, clearly, I'm not a student. Like, well, perhaps that wasn't the right course for you, right? So your circumstances, whatever's happening in your physical realm, it doesn't have to determine your self-image. So just like this reading was saying, you can have everything going wrong, but you can still be considered a, a success, right? So what does failure mean and who gets to decide what failure means? Well, you do, right? So what is your relationship to failure? Do you avoid it at all costs, which I know a lot of people do? Um, do you accept it? So when it comes, you're like, okay, I get it. You know, this is part of life, right? But it's not necessarily in a, in a positive attitude. Um, do you embrace it? So when it does show up, you're like, ah, yes, this is failure. Okay. Yep. I can, I can handle this. Right. Or do you invite it? So looking for ways to do something differently and challenging yourself and taking that risk. Okay. What's your relationship? Because I think it's really important for us to understand what your relationship is before you move on in, in this. All right. So the second reading is from, I love this name, Orison, O-R-I-S-O-N, Sweat Martin. Okay. The title is Overcoming Environment. It says, a Spanish proverb says that he who lives with wolves learns to howl. Those who constantly associate with habitual failures, with the nobodies, with the slipshod, the lazy, the unambitious, those who have no great absorbing life purpose, tend to become failures and nobodies themselves. For such people leave their indelible inferiority upon every life they touch. Napoleon was superstitious about associating with failures. He would never have anything to do with an unlucky man. He was mortally afraid of people who had always been unsuccessful and had continually failed in their undertakings. He believed their influence was sinister. It is infinitely easier to march with an army to inspiring music than to march alone. It is easier to keep up our standards to keep our ideals bright and polished when we are right in touch with others who are trying to do the same thing. Their enthusiasm and earnestness are contagious. How often we see a youth who has never seemed to amount to anything, who is lazy and has no aim, suddenly revolutionized by coming in contact with an ambition-arousing environment. Country boys sometimes first discover themselves when they go to the city. Some are aroused for the first time at school or college. 
In others, the spark of ambition is awakened by teachers or friends who understand them and see in them what perhaps their parents had not seen themselves. I love that. So really what this author is talking about is who you learn from matters, right? So think about that. Who are your mentors? Okay, the people that are speaking into your life on a regular basis. So for example, for myself, for several years, um, gosh, 15 years now, I think, John Maxwell has been a mentor of mine. Now, he began to be a mentor of mine as a book mentor, right? Somebody that I just read all of his books, I couldn't get enough. And I began implementing the things that he told me. And every time I implemented something he told me, my life and my work was better, right? And then uh, four years ago, I was maybe five years ago now, I was introduced to the John Maxwell team. And um, I had said yes, as soon as I could. And now John has uh, ceased to be a book mentor, and he's become an actual person mentor to me. So I get to see him several times a year. um, And I love him, (laughs) right? But he speaks to me um, in a very different way than other people do. Um, I've had the pleasure of spending some time with him this last May. And I can tell you that um, out of that time, I, I just came away thinking, man, he has put more time and effort into me and my growth and my empowerment than maybe even my own father has. Right. So he has become a significant mentor for me. Um, I have two other mentors, uh, Paul Martinelli and Roddy Galbraith. And and some of you have been connected to their Think and Grow Rich study that just ended. Um, But Paul and Roddy have been my mentors for five years now. Um, They have really poured into me not only teaching, but encouragement, you know, talking to them regularly on the phone, texting, emailing. All right. This is this is where I'm going with my business. Now, what do I do? Right. Um, but getting me to, to jump out and, and stop staying in my comfort zone, but to try something new all the time. And what I love about it is that, you know, they, they are empowering me to go out and to do something. Okay. Um, as much as I love my old dead guys, <laughs> they're not empowering me necessarily. They don't know me. They just, it's just a book, right? But I appreciate it. And I try to put their principles into work. Okay. Um, however, let me tell you about somebody who's not my mentor. Um, so there is a, a coach slash mentor that my husband and I are connected with through another organization. Um, and it's, it's a struggle sometimes to listen uh, to him because he is wildly successful in his one area, um, but not so much in this area of mindset or coaching or empowering. Um, and he's in a coaching role, but he's not um, gifted with the skill of coaching. And so it's very difficult for me to listen to him uh, for many of those reasons. And so when I come up to thinking about, okay, who are the most important people in my life? Who you learn from matters. I can tell you that John Maxwell, Paul and Roddy, the old dead guys are really bringing it for me, but not this other guy. Okay. Now, not to say that, you know, I shouldn't have contact with him every couple weeks or so, but he's not on my top list just because somebody says he should be. Okay. Who you spend time with matters. 
So you're, we've been talking about these people that are speaking into you and that's really your inner circle, but also thinking through your family and your friends, because the people you spend the most time with are going to influence your thinking. So do you have somebody in your life who you spend a lot of time with and they're just a complainer? right? Um, do you have somebody that you spend a lot of time with and, um, they're the person that, you know, I call them hopes and, and dreams people. They, they always are hoping for something different. They're always dreaming for something, but they're never moving forward. Right. Do you always have uh, somebody who, um, you know, maybe looks at life a little bit differently and, and starts what I call shooting on you? Um, guys, this is a family show. So it, it wasn't what you just heard, but the should syndrome, you know, somebody says, Hey, you know, you should do this. You should do that. Right. Or do you have people in your life who are encouraging, supporting and empowering you to live up to your greatness and let's face it to fail. Right. Is everybody in your life trying to keep you, um, happy, um, kind of the same and please don't, don't jump out and try something new. Cause if they are, they probably don't have your best interest at heart. <clears throat> okay. So let me ask you a few questions in closing here. Do the people in your life encourage you to take risks and fail? Do they remind you how awesome you are as you fail? Do they help you learn things about yourself and your own growth journey on a regular basis? Do they have the same definition of success for you as you do? Okay. So it's really important, not just to understand what your relationship to failure is, but what is the people in your life, what is their relationship to failure for themselves? Number one, and also for you. Okay. So if you would like a community like this, um, that, that helps you to jump out, take those risks that supports you when you do it. And that the whole purpose is to empower you in, in this growth process, uh, follow the link that's going to be in the description and, um, for our new life on purpose program. Okay. The special offer only lasts for another week. Okay. Um, you can get this at the $5.99 price at, at any time, but the special offer for $2.99, that's uh, so $100 a month ends next week. Okay. Um, today we will be launching our very first video. Um, and so you will not be behind if you wait, it's okay. You can join at any time. That's just fine. Um, but if you want to get in on this and be a part of this community, that's going to help you learn how to fail and to, uh, fail forward, quite frankly, um, go ahead and follow that link and come grow with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, I hope that this episode helps you get your day started off on the right foot. So feel free to reach out to us at any time. If you'd like, you can, of course, join us on social media. Many of you have already done that. Um, you can email me at Michelle, so M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, Michelle at 
growbyone.com. So that's G-R-O-W-B-Y and the number one.com. Michelle at growbyone.com. And for our latest online uh, courses, offerings, classes, um, and experiences, feel free to check out the description for this podcast episode and it will have everything there that you need. So with that, I thank you. I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.